this day we are talking to you about residential rental processes what happens if i decide to rent a house good morning good afternoon Sanibonani, Huimura, all our listeners for la grace properties this is once again your family friend your community friend mrs blessing sunday i'm here again to talk to you about more issues that pertains to real estate as we said we are your community friend we are here to assist everything and anything regarding real estate regarding rentals regarding sales regarding a lot of things in real estate so each and every time follow our podcast you'll be receiving vital information because i know that at some point in your life you might need to rent a house you might need to rent out your house you might need to buy a house you might need to sell a house your son your daughter your brother your sister your cousin might have information that they need regarding rentals that is why we do this as our part of giving back to the community so thank you very much for for listening to this podcast and i believe that it will be of immense help to you or your future friends or your children so on and so forth and this day we are talking to you about residential rental processes what happens if i decide to rent a house what happens if your daughter your son has finished school starts a new job now they want to rent a property they want to move out from your house what happens when you decide to sell your house and and get a property to rent uh, while you are buying a new one so today we are talking about everything rental so please grab your cup of coffee grab your cold drink grab your healthy shake and just listen to this podcast with me so i say to you i'm your friend uh, blessing sunday the principal by the grace of god of la grace properties and uh, today i'm talking about residential rental process what happens if you decide to rent a house well the first point of call is for you to check the portals that deal with uh, properties we have uh, vast portals that you can use if you are looking for a property to rent from a local newspaper some agencies advertise their properties there from um, also some shops around like spas people put their adverts there to say we are looking for a property to rent and then when it comes to us estate agents you will find that we have the properties that we are renting out or selling we call them listings so those properties you can find them on private property you can find them on property 24 you can find them on our website you can find them on, on facebook whatever channel even on twitter instagram you can find properties that are in the market for rental so then all you do is to google around search for the suitable property you need um the most important thing you need to do which can frustrate a rental agent you need to know what you want when you start looking what do i mean you have to be specific with us sometimes we get phone calls when somebody says i'm looking for a property to rent i'm looking for anything we have one bed apartments which is a, a, a bedroom a lounge and a kitchen open plan so to speak some would be actually a separate kitchen a separate lounge and a separate bed we call that a one bed apartment 
and then we have two beds apartment where there is two separate bedrooms there's a lounge there's a kitchen and then we have a three bedroom apartment which has three bedrooms a lounge a kitchen um open plan or separated then we've got four bedrooms we go like that up until whatever bedrooms that one needs so it's very important when you call the agency or when you start searching to be specific with what you want i want a one bed apartment I want it on the ground floor. I want it in an area like this or area like that. As I'll give you an example in Nelspruit, you must specify, I'm looking for a one bed apartment in West Acres, for instance. I'm looking for a one bedroom apartment in Stelters, for instance, and I want it on the ground floor. Because what happens is, as agencies, we are dealing with a lot of properties and we're dealing with a lot of clients. So if a, a client comes to you to see a one bed apartment, then and after showing the apartment, a client says to you, oh, sorry, actually, I don't want a first floor unit. So you have wasted your time. You have wasted our time. That is why we are talking about this education. Before you go to see any property, be sure of what you want. Also, searching for a property can be what it is to take a child to a candy store. They would be confused as to which one they want. So it's good to know exactly what you want before you pick up that phone and contact the agent. I want a ground floor unit. I want a garage. I want a carport. If there's no garage, I'm not taking it. So you ask those questions before you get into to your car or before you make an appointment with any agent be specific that's number one when you start searching even in your search be specific i need a one bed apartment on the ground floor with a garden that is pet friendly you must be specific of what you want so that you not take 10 agents to to show you 10 properties of which none of them fits your description we only know about your description when you arrive so please uh, my family my people my community friends if you're looking for a property be specific of what you want it will help us to help you better to give you a good service right after you search the property and you are sure you have downsized them to three or four you can now call the agent or different agents that are listing these properties to make an appointment because of the covid protocols would prefer that you have your idea with you and also to be upfront if you've been touched with someone who has COVID or you yourself had COVID, things like that. It's also good for you now to have your sanitizer or to insist on being sanitized before you enter any property and also to make sure that your mask is on so you go there with your id copy you go there and you see this property for viewing while you are viewing because of COVID also, we would prefer that we avoid touching a lot of things in the property because you also don't know who stays in the property currently. If they have COVID or not, you don't know that as well. So we have minimal talking. Sometimes we take clients to a property where there's a baby sleeping and then we are talking loudly and all sorts of things. So we're just courteous when we go to view these properties, especially where there's people living in those promises, in those premises right so what happens if you like the place the next thing is um either the agent is there with a hard copy of the tenant application form or the agent will request for your email address to email you the application form and and with that application form we would need FICA documentation what what do we need um 99 of the agencies would need your id copy we would need your latest pay slip we would need your three months bank statements 
We will need your proof of current residence. Those things are mandatory when you're applying for a property as an individual. If you're applying as a company, we would need fine letters, financials. We would need ID copies of all the directors. We would need a, a proof of residence for all the directors. We will need a resolution that um, a certain person is going to sign. The company is accept for the business to enter into a lease agreement. And the resolution must also state who is going to occupy the property or who is going to sign on behalf of the company so uh, it's quite different what we need from a company and what we need from an individual but your agent will give you the more details right and then after that we that is when we start with the process when we start when you give us your application form your supporting documents we will do a credit check this is a requirement why um, because the consumer protection act it requires us to know before we give you a property, if you can afford it. It's very important. Um, we have had people coming to apply for a property of 20,000 and their salary is 10,000. On the part of the agent, it will be irresponsible. So sometimes people get agitated uh, telling the agent that, look, yes, my salary is 10,000, but then um, I've got a small market that gives me um, uh, another 5,000 and my, my boyfriend or my girlfriend is working. So with us, we will not be able to explain that to our auditors. We will not be able to explain that to, to the court. So we need, um, we need you to work together with us. If we need, if you need a certain property that you cannot afford, it's very important for us to have all the supporting documents with regards to your income. So when we do a credit check, a credit check is going to come back with information about you. The credit check is going to tell us that Peter can afford this property or Peter cannot afford this property. That is exactly what a credit check does. It will tell us also how, uh, how much you earn from the money you earn. The credit check will tell us that Peter is paying uh, for a car of X amount. He is paying for another bond of X amount. He is paying um, one, two, three, four for X amount. So yes, he's got a huge salary, but he's overcommitted. He can only afford a house of X amount. So the credit check on our part is very important. We don't want to even give out a house without knowing your financial status because a lot of people ask us questions. Why do we bother with the credit checks? Because we are not borrowing money from you. Well, indirectly, you are borrowing a house to stay in um, and we are trusting you with the keys of this property, believing that every month on the due date, which is 99.9% .9 on the first of each month, your rent must be paid and cleared. So we are trusting you with somebody's property hoping that you will be able to honor the lease agreement and pay rent every month. So that is why we need to do so. Otherwise, other countries that I know for a fact, they actually ask for a full duration of the rent. If you want to rent for 12 months, you must pay 12 months upfront before you even move in. So, but in this country, we don't do so. We allow you to stay and we allow you to pay the rent monthly. That is the difference. That is why it's very important for us to know if you can afford the place or not because it will come out as gross negligence on the part of the agency if we give you a property and keys and you cannot afford it. So please liaise with the agents. They are not being funny. They don't want to know your personal information, but it is, um, it is part of what is required of us to do. 
I believe you understand that. And or please note, if you listen to our podcast and you've got any questions whatsoever, feel free to call us at our offices. Feel free to come visit us for more information. It's allowed. We, we know that you might have a question. We already, we know that some have already passed through one situation or the other and, and they are also looking for help. So please feel free. The reason why we are sharing this is to help out our community so that we can give you a better service and you can also be happy with us. Right. So I've explained our searching, uh, the application process and what we are looking for when we are checking your application. Once your application is approved, we're going to call you and say, congratulations, your application has been approved. You can now come and sign the contract. Contract, we prefer to look at you face to face and go through the contract with you. According to the Consumer Protection Act as well, you should not sign any document that you've not gone through. It's very important for you as the tenant because you find that a lot of tenants, when they encounter a problem, they'll say, but you never told me. And the agent comes back and say, but it's in the contract that you signed. So we prefer that people come and actually sit down and, and go through the contract paragraph by paragraph uh, so that you understand what you're getting yourself into before you sign. And once you sign the contract, it's saying that the 13 pages, the 12 pages, the 5 pages, the 20 pages in that contract, you have accepted those terms and conditions of that house. And um, those terms and conditions, they also come if you are looking for a property in a complex. They also come with the rules of the complex. So you find that it's not enough that you have accepted the, 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 the lease agreement. You must also accept the rules of the complex. I'll give you an example. Some complexes, they don't allow pets. They don't want dogs. They don't want cats. They don't want birds. They don't want snakes. They don't want rabbits. They don't want nothing. So we can find that your credit check is excellent. And then you sign our lease agreement. But come the day that you move in, you've got four dogs. And we say to you, no, 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 no. You cannot move into this complex. Then you start fighting with us and arguing with us. So that's, it's very important. Even if for whatsoever reason, your agent forgets to give you the complex rules, it's very important on your part to see the rules of the complex exactly if they suit your lifestyle. I'll give you an example of a couple of things. A couple of complexes, there is the de designated parking area for each unit. So you find that there's only one parking for that unit and you've got three cars. Already what it means is that complex is not yours because where are you going to put the other two cars? You see, and there's, there's also, um, there's also noise. M many complexes, there is no noise allowed beyond 10 p.m. But some complexes might say 8 p.m. Some complexes might say 1 p.m. Some complexes might, might tell you that you don't move in on a Sunday or a Saturday. No trucks are allowed. And then you have signed this contract. You never went through the rules. You rock up on the first with your truckload and they are going to tell you, no, sorry, according to our rules, you cannot move in on a Sunday. And you find that you are stuck in a situation whereby you start fighting with your agent. So it's very important for those who are looking to rent in a complex to understand the rules of that complex. What do they say about children? What do they say? Some complexes don't want children. And for whatever reason, you forgot to mention you've got two children. And then when you arrive there, the caretaker sees you on a Monday morning with your children and tells you, no, 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 
what are you doing here there's no children allowed and it comes up to be a problem so please if you are renting in any complex or intending to rent into any complex it's better to even find out the conduct rules before you sign the contract or before you even go to see that property because you would have wasted money going there you would have wasted the money of the agent to go there you would have wasted time because we pay for credit checks they're not free they are paid for so you'd have wasted a whole lot of resources which we can save so please do understand always request for this um conduct rules for the complexes and um there is also municipal rules can uh, affect a standalone house so you might find that you are staying in johannesburg in a standalone house or you are staying in maputo in a standalone house or you're in swaziland zimbabwe tanzania uganda wherever now you want a standalone house in nelspruit or in south africa and you don't know the rules of it please ask your agent is there any rules i'll give you like a simple rules a three-bedroom house is meant to be occupied by six people which is calculated by two people per room so you find that if a three-bedroom house have got 12 people that is it's overcrowded many contracts will specify to you the one bed unit only two people can occupy that unit so if you're if you are five or ten people in a one bed unit it, it becomes a problem that is where you find an agent giving you notice or neighbors are complaining that this house there's a lot of people living in this house such rules is two people per bedroom so two bedroom four people one bedroom two people five bedroom uh, 10 people can be allowed it, it depends according to the bedrooms in the house so um all those informations you need to have them um my friends and family when you're looking for a property to rent let's say now you've gone to see a property you have gone through the conduct rules and you love everything and then you sign you sign your contract the moment you sign the contract the deposit of that property due on signing of the contract i know that some agencies would say look i want you to pay the deposit first before you sign they might have their reasons because we have situations whereby we take clients to see the property and they come in the office they sign the contract and one month later they have not paid the deposit so we have held on to a property because we have got a legally binding document but now the person cannot pay the deposit they cannot pay the rent so please note that deposit is due on signature the moment you sign the moment you sign the contract the deposit is due there are some instances whereby you are applying for a property that is going to be available three months from then it's important for you and the agent to understand each other on when the deposit is due and it's important for you as a consumer to understand also when is the deposit expected from you so if you're not ready don't commit so that tomorrow because once you sign a contract landlord or the agency have got every right to demand for the deposit or demand for the rent because now we cannot give two people contracts to sign we can only give one person and we are expecting you to 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 honor the contract so if you don't honor the contract they've got legal right to come after you and um yes so our most of our leases i can say 100% of our leases the rent is due paid and cleared on the first of the month always because we pay before we stay many people have a misunderstanding about this you pay for a property before you enjoy the property uh, so the first of the month rent for that month is due 
If you have not paid rent by the second, by the third, you are already in arrears and uh, you can be listed on the ITC as a late payer. Um, those are some of the things that we are, we are talking about right now. So when, once you sign the contract, rent is due. You are already in arrears by the second, third, fourth of the month and it can affect your, your credit record. Another thing as well, before you move into the property, there's a rule. There's a rule that is needed. The, the rule is uh, that, that falls under our Rental Housing Act. There must be an inspection, which, which we call pre-inspection, before you move into the property. It's a must. And it's for your own benefit. It's for the lender's benefits. It's for the agency's benefits. It's something that as a, as a client you must insist on an incoming return inspection. Why do I say so? Because your deposit depends on it. Damage deposit that we charge you is a security that you are going to keep the place the way you found it. So if you are given keys and you go there and you put your stuff in and there is damaged things and you never reported them with the presence of an agent or the presence of a, of the owner by the day that you move in they are going to tell you you brought you broke this cupboard and your argument will be i found it like this but then the question would be who did you show who did you tell so it's for your own benefit to insist on a pre-exit inspection a pre-occupation inspection with the with with the with the with the agent. Now we have even advanced it. There must be photos when you move in. There must be pictures of how the property looked like, so that when you move out, we can compare those photos with the day that you moved in. Remember, you can stay in a property for five years, and five years is a long time to remember that there was a chip on the door or there was no chip on the door. So such things, yeah, you cannot patch up a door. You might find that there's a deep chip on the door, and the landlord insists on a new door and by that time you cannot prove that it was like that so it's very important to have an incoming inspection and also we have what we call routine inspection it's important it's needed we are not bothering you we are not trying to pry into your privacy but is the right of the landlord or the agency to ask for an appointment to check the property why do we do so we just need to know that um, the property is still in good condition. The tenant is still enjoying the property. It is, please note, and it's written in all our contracts, it is the responsibility of a tenant to report anything that is not good in the unit. We have given you the keys. For that one year you signed, it's your house. But we are asking for you to let us know if there's a leak if there's an electrical fault, if there's something that is broken, probably you moved in and you saw that the hinges were loose, but now the doors are completely out. It's your responsibility to inform the landlord. Um, sadly, we have come across tenants that say, oh, well, uh, it was not working. It was not bothering me. So I decided not to report it. You find that there is door, window, window latches, for instance, such a small thing. But by the time you move out, 15 window latches are missing and, and then you never reported them. And then the landlord is now sitting with a problem. And now they are going to ask you to replace that window latches. And your argument is going to be, but guys, they were loose when I moved in, but you never reported loose window latches. So you become responsible for things that you were not supposed to be responsible for because we will now put it under gross negligence.
gross negligence. So not reporting a matter in a property will equate to gross negligence. So we, 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 we enjoy you. We ask you when you are in a property, if you see anything at all that you think the landlord need to be aware of, then, um, because remember in your lease agreement, there are some, there's a list of stuff that is the responsibility of, 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 of a landlord. And there's a list of stuff that is the responsibility of a tenant. But sometimes it might happen that if this thing had a problem before you moved in, it is still the, the landlord's responsibility. So if you report it on time, we would know that this is, this thing is the responsibility of the landlord or the previous tenant. But if you take time to tell us, it will end up being your responsibility. And the agencies are not being funny at all. No, I believe that with this little information we've given today, someone will be helped um, whether it's a landlord or a tenant, a new agent, for instance, um, please feel free to contact us. When If you have issues that you need to deal with, if you need to understand um, anything about real estate, renting out a property, selling out your property, renting a property, buying a property, please do not hesitate. We are at 19 Russell Street. You can also call our mobile, which is 079-619-6618. Our office landline they they will put it all for you on the podcast on facebook on our uh, facebook page wherever you find this podcast feel free to call us we are your community friends and we want to serve you with all our hearts and let us work together for for better service thank you so much for listening to this um remain blessed um, i remain your friend blessing sunday principal agrace properties thank you have a blessed year ahead of you